If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9. Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 23 through 26. Jesus is speaking here. Um, We need to really watch what he says. And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be a castaway? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. (coughs) May we pray. Father, we uh, thank you for your precious word from your precious Son, our Savior. Lord, help us to be aware of what we need to be doing, what we need to be about. And uh, help us to do it with all we have, all our might, our strength, and all that you give us in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anything cheap? I have to answer that no. Uh, It seems like we spend all we make. um, And people say, well, I just don't have enough to go around. But there are some, you know, things that we can say no. Um, Sometimes we want to keep up with, we always heard the saying, keep up with the Joneses, and by the time you catch up with them, they take off on something else. But, um, you know, God's blessed us uh, in so many ways. I thank him for my, all the provisions uh, that he provides for us every day. As we sit in our home, uh, it's comfortable, it's air conditioned, it's heat in the winter, it's a soft bed, it's soft couches. Um, you know, I remember back home, we only had one TV, and it was in the den. And when time come at night, and when Daddy said, turn the TV off, you turn the TV off. I mean, that's just how it was. And now, we have them in about every room, playing different things. Uh, it's amazing what, we've, what we have got. But when we think of the things that we have and all the provisions that he provides for us, I want to think, let us think tonight about some conditions of discipleship. Um, If we are saved, we are a disciple of Christ and our job, our business is to be leading others in the same way. And, uh, you know, they don't see Jesus Uh, They only see us, and so it's important that they see us in a uh, disciplined uh, life. So first of all, I want us to, as we think about conditions of discipleship, uh, think about uh, discipleship calls for discipline. Now, uh, verse 23, the very first part says, he said unto them, if any man will come after me. You know, how many people want to literally follow Jesus? Well, you know, many people want to be saved. Some don't, but many people want to be saved. But how many want to come and follow him? And when I think about that, I think of many times when, when I didn't follow him. Okay, I knew what I was supposed to do and didn't do it. 
And uh, here I am supposed to be following him before I was called to preach. Um, discipline calls, uh, a discipleship calls for discipline. He simply said, if any man come after me. One reason uh, we don't have more uh, people working for Jesus is if they can't handle uh, the discipline part. <clears throat> you know, we have trouble here, just like other places I've been, uh, getting officers and teachers. But, you know, this time uh, it seems like we're struggling to get enough men uh, that who are willing to serve as a deacon. Well, I've done it before and I'm tired of it and I can't give that much time. And, well, you know, how much time can you give? Uh, all our time ought, uh, belongs to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we need to make choices. Um, but a lot of folk just will not commit to week in, week out. They don't want that. I think that's uh, maybe a drawing card to some of these other congregations that meet only on Sunday morning, that there's no commitment. They don't have to be uh, called on, and uh, uh, they don't worry about the preacher calling and say, hey, I missed you. Where have you been, or where are you? Bible reading. Hey, that calls for discipline. I mean, it's an ever, everyday thing. It ought to be. Um, just this weekend, I had the privilege to give him two Bibles uh, to a couple, and I said, I, I'd love for you to read it every morning. I'd love for you to read it every night. So it's Bible reading, church attendance, witnessing, uh, visiting, helping those that are less fortunate than we. Um, if any man will give up the option, uh, he might have, the devil will see to it he has a little withdrawal. Hey, this is out of my comfort zone. Uh, and you know, I think about this when I look at our our deacon book and calling people on their birthdays and thumbing down through there finding the right name and the right phone number. And we got a lot of AWOL folk. You know, what's happened to them? Where, where are they? Um, some of them, I have no idea who they are. I've never met them. And I tell them when I call them on their birthday, if they're one of those AWOL members, I said, I, I wish you'd come back. And when you come back, I wish you'd tell me who you are so I can put a name on the face. But discipleship calls for discipline. If we're going to be a disciple, he said, if any man, I'll say this, I'll add this, any woman, boy, girl, would come after me. So secondly, discipline calls for self-denial. When you look at verse 23 again, let him deny himself. Well, you know, that's tough to deny ourselves. John the Baptist said, I've got to decrease so that he, that is Jesus, uh, can increase. And uh, in our own lives, he must increase. We need to give him more and more of our self. Um, you know, how would it be? Uh, I, I remember the days of being at home, and uh, sometime I left out before my mom and daddy uh, for, for work. And I don't ever remember leaving out and not telling them bye, okay? So I've carried that over. I don't like to leave the house without telling Lynn bye, okay? Uh, she needs to know I'm off the place. I'm off the premises. I'm not, I'm not here. Um, when Jesus began to teach his, uh, about his death, um, he immediately presented himself as a servant example uh, when he uh, met with them and washed their feet. And uh, I think of from that point to the point that he was on the road to Emmaus and these two old boys, Cleophas and another, uh, who didn't recognize it until he broke bread and gave thanks. Uh, recently, I was asked, 
If you're out eating in public by yourself, do you ask the blessing? I said, sure I do. It don't make no difference if I'm in a crowd or just Lynn and me or just one. And uh, our youngest grandson, uh, Brantley, uh, he loves, God is great, God is good, and he'll, I mean, when we go out in public, hey, Brantley, you want to ask the blessing? Yeah. And he's not soft-spoken. He lets it out. So this particular morning, he was with me, and uh, I says, would you like to ask the blessing? And yes. So he cut loose. I mean, all around us could hear him. And, and when he finished, it was a little bit, and uh, a man walked over whom I had never seen. He said, put his hand on Brantley's shoulder, said, son, I heard you asking the blessing. Said, you did a great job. Thank you. And off he went. So, you know, but we, we sort of smother it out. I don't want nobody to know I'm praying to Jesus. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, the ground of the law is stated in verse 24. And whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. Now, I don't want to lose my life. And that verse 23 up there where it says deny yourself and that taking up the cross. Um, you know, when it comes to taking up a cross, I've, I've tried to figure and wonder what that was. Uh, when I think of what Paul had to say in Galatians 2.20, uh, he said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, and, and the life I now live is the life that I live through Jesus Christ who gave his life for me. And as we, we live that kind of life, I don't know what a day is going to call for. Lynn doesn't either. We, we have our devotional in the mornings and we pray for people and as we part ways, as we go wherever we go, only God knows. Now, I have a plan, okay? I always try to have a plan every day, but I don't know where that's going to take me. I never know when my life may be interrupted to go in a different direction. And, you know, I want to be that way. I, I tell people they, uh, I've had preachers to make fun of me because they said, your church knows where you are all the time. I said, I'm their pastor. I'm a 24-7 pastor. I don't like to call somebody and the line busy or it's out of circuit or it's uh, the voicemail is loaded and can't take no more messages. Well, clean the thing up. Do something. Uh, you know, when I call my preacher, I want him answering the phone. If he don't, I'm going to leave him a message saying, hey, uh, this is so-and-so in case you forgot. Um, discipleship means self-crucifixion is, as I said, what Paul had to say, pleasing Jesus. Uh, you know, I thought about it in looking at this sermon about my daddy. I wanted, and I did, and I worked hard at it to please my daddy. Uh, in the summertime, hey, it was my job to keep the grass cut, not his. He furnished the equipment and the gas, but it was my responsibility to cut the grass. And I can tell you this, he never had to ask me not once when you're going to cut the grass. I knew grass needed to be cut. That was my job. Shrubbery trimming, that was my job. Summertime. Winter, it's my job to pick up broken limbs in the yard. It was my job to rake leaves. It was my job to make sure that the kindling box was full of kindling. It was my job to make sure the firewood was in its place. 
and it was my job to go with him when he said, it's, we're going to the woods Saturday to cut firewood. It wasn't never, let me tell you, well, I'm supposed to be so, mm-mm, sorry. I remember an occasion, we lived in Pierstown, and now that God has put me up here, I, I think of this memory quite often when I, I'm down in that area, Fair Play. Mr. J.V. Peace run a store down in Fair Play. And we would leave home, come and stop there and get our bait and go down behind South Union Church and put in and go up to Gumlog and fish the treetops and kept catch crappie. And so this particular Saturday, I was to be in a talent show at Wren High School that evening. And Daddy wanted to let's go fishing. I said, Daddy, I can't. I, I got to be in a talent show. He said, I will have you back, I promise. I said, okay. So here we went. We caught fish. Time come to go. We headed back to the landing, got back to the landing. Daddy backed his old 56 Chevrolet truck down there with the, with the trailer, loaded the boat, tied it down. And uh, it was so steep and the water was so low, the truck started spinning. It wouldn't pull it out. Daddy's getting nervous because he made his son a promise. I saw this with my own eyes. He spun the tires on that truck till it blowed the tire out. I thought, Lord, and we ain't never going to get where we're supposed to be. Well, we jacked it up, put a spare on, had a long anchor rope. So we unhooked the trailer, drove to the top of the hill, hooked the anchor rope to it, and drug it out. And I was at home in time to be at the talent show. I wanted to please my daddy, and my daddy made a promise to his son, and he wanted to keep it. Our father made a promise to the son, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to die, but I'll take care of you, and you'll be welcomed back home. Promises. You know, it's, it, it's discipline. This day and time, it seems like a word means nothing. Handshake means nothing. A lot of time, a signature don't mean anything. But I wanted to please my daddy, and he set the example for, and I wanted to please him. I wanted to honor him, and my heavenly father is the same way. I want to please my heavenly father. I want to honor him in what I do. Thirdly, we, uh, we're talking about conditions of discipleship. Self-denial calls for diligence. Um, verse 23, the third part, uh, and the first part of... Uh, well, the, just verse 23, and let him deny himself and take up his cross. And, and I underline that right there, daily. You know, I think sometimes people say, well, I'm saved, I done joined the church, that's enough, leave me alone, I'm okay. But it says here that I'm supposed to do that every day and follow me, Jesus said. It's a daily thing, to me it's a constant thing, okay? Uh, it's a steady effort in order to accomplish a task that the Lord has given us. I don't feel right if I don't have a reading of God's word and pray every morning. I don't feel right. I don't feel right if I don't visit that shut-in is in our bulletin or check on them some kind of way, make contact with them. I don't feel right about it. Those people who visit our church, if I don't contact them by phone and try to set up a time, I don't feel right about it. Why? Because I'm the pastor, okay? And, I, and that's one of my responsibilities. That's just one of my duties. And I think about church members in general. You know, wh where do you stand on this? 
You know, you have somebody join. You know, I think about this so many times. Our Sunday school really hasn't grown since I've been here, as I've seen. It's just sort of, you know, just about like it is. Right? Come on. Disagree, it's okay. But I think about this. When somebody joins, that Sunday school teacher ought to meet them at the church and say, hey, I want to give you a Sunday school book and invite you to my class. If you'll meet me right here in the auditorium next Sunday morning, I'll take you to my class. My class is made up of this, this, and this, and we would love to have you. Or else, how we're going to grow a Sunday school? And how we're going to grow fellowship? And how we're going to grow a church? Taking up the cross daily means to be identified with Jesus. Um. You know, I thought about this, and I, I have quit some things. Anybody can quit. <laughs> but it takes a real, genuine, sold-out-to-Jesus person to keep on going, especially when things get tough. When people go begin to whine and, and grind about this and grind and whine about that, uh, you know, just uh, do something. I've heard it said many times, make it happen, Captain. <laughs> make it happen. You know, if you can't make it happen, get out of the way for somebody who is trying to make it happen. Uh, the bottom line, folk, listen, is simply a word that is called commitment. Commitment. Are we willing to go the extra mile for Jesus? Are we willing to get out of our comfort zone? That's, that's that taking up that cross every day. It may not be comfortable to get in your vehicle and drive all the way to Greenville Hospital to make a visit. But it'll mean something to the one that you visit. It may not be comfortable to visit a house where nobody loves Jesus except the wife. But you've been called to go there and make that visit. It may not be comfortable. Do you think our disciples were comfortable? Do you think Jesus was comfortable? I doubt it. Should we be comfortable when it comes to serving the Lord? I want to be comfortable, but I also want to be known as, hey, he's gone to second mile. He's got out of his comfort zone. Uh, you know, it just, it's, it's whatever God wants. And you saw the little thing that Brandy had up there on the screen, the guy on his knees. If you're on your knees talking to God, you can face anybody. Our devotional yesterday morning or this morning was on... Uh, Bill Strickland ought to know David and Goliath. Um, I mean, a wee little man, if you want to put it that way, just a teenage boy who God got a hold to and said, hey, <laughs> you can whip this guy. Just go out there and show him what I can do. Not what you can do, but what I can do. So it's not what I can do as a pastor, but what I can do through Jesus because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for the time to be together around your word. Thank you for those that are present. And Lord, just help us to be committed. Wherever we go, even tonight, tomorrow, may we encourage, may we invite others to come and be a part of what's going on. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.